fear. The authorities have feared Jesus from the very beginning. When the Magi arrived in Jerusalem and asked Herod the Great where the new king had been born, Herod hatches his plan to have the Magi come back to him once he has been, they, they have found Jesus so that he too might go and pay him homage so he too can go and kill him. And after the Magi have chosen not to go back, being told not to in a dream, Herod responds out of fear and calls for the death of the holy innocents, the slaughter of children. The fear goes away for a little while. While Jesus grows in stature and in knowledge and in love of God, And then when John the Baptist comes on the scene and begins proclaiming the coming of God's kingdom, the coming of the Messiah, baptizing for repentance, the fear begins to return. What? There's going to be change? What? The kingdom is coming. We might lose control. What? Jesus is teaching about radical things like caring for the widow and the orphan, giving away not just your cloak but your shirt also, going the second mile with somebody, teaching the spirit of the law rather than the letter of the law. Those who are in power begin to fear again. The chief priests the scribes, the Pharisees, the leaders of the nation, of the people, have to put a stop to this. They fear. And they look for an opportunity to arrest him, to put him on trial and to kill him. The opportunity presents itself when Judas, I think, had some fear and that he wasn't the Messiah that they anticipated him to be, that the great revolution wasn't going to happen, that the Roman Empire would not be run out. And so he does what he does. He goes and sells Jesus for 30 pieces of silver. That night in the garden, everyone who comes out has a great deal of fear because they come out with weapons and with clubs. It's quiet. There are only 12 disciples or 11 disciples there with Jesus. Yet they come out fearfully with weapons to take him away. Fear was there when Peter, despite his commitment to go even to death with Jesus, denies Jesus three times around the charcoal fire. Pilate at first has no fear. He's rather intrigued. But then when he sees the riot about to start, a riot about to start, he washes his hands of the situation so he won't even be fearful after the fact. And he condemns Jesus to death. Simon of Cyrene, Don't you think his heart was filled with fear as he carried the cross behind Jesus? Don't you think he was fearful of the fact or the the possibility that he too might die with Jesus on a cross? 
The story is about fear. And it's also about faith. Jesus had the faith to trust in the Father. He may have been fearful for a moment in the Garden of Gethsemane as he prayed, but in the end he has faith. And so he goes and dies on the cross for us. And of course, the disciples who deserted Jesus were full of fear for themselves. The story is also about faith. Joseph of Arimathea had been fearful. We know that he was a member of the Sanhedrin, the very council that had pressed Pilate to condemn Jesus to death. And in John's gospel, we hear that it wasn't just Joseph of Arimathea who went to Pilate, but also Nicodemus came to the tomb with oils and ointments to anoint Jesus' body. Joseph of Arimathea lets his faith overcome the fear. And he goes and boldly asks Pilate for the body of a condemned criminal, a body that would have been left on the cross to rot and to be eaten by the dogs and the birds. His faith calls him into faithfulness to the one whom he followed. And then the two women sitting across from the tomb who were there faithfully watching the burial of their Lord, who were there as witnesses as to where his body has been laid so that they can come back and do things that need to be done in order for Jesus to be properly buried, to lead others to where he lays. Faith is there. But the fear doesn't go away. The chief priest and the Pharisees go to Pilate on the day of, after the day of preparation, the first day. It's on the Sabbath. They're so fearful about what might happen that Jesus really might be raised from the dead or the second deception being greater than the first. That is, the apostles or disciples or followers of Jesus come and take his lifeless body out of the tomb and spirit it away. That they break the Sabbath laws. They break the fourth commandment. They're so fearful of what might happen that they go to the tomb with the Roman guard and do work on the Sabbath day to seal the tomb. Their fear is there to the point that they break their own laws. The story's not over. The tomb is sealed. The story is not over. There's a guard outside of the tomb. The story is not over. We know the ending. We live in a fearful time. We all have our fears of death, of the economy, of, of illness, we all have our fears, but we cannot let them overcome our faith. For the one who loves us by beyond measure faithfully went to the cross for you and for me, for that which we fear the most, for the sins that we can't redeem, for the death we will all experience that will be freed from fear.
Yes, it's a fearful story. But more importantly, it's a faith-filled story that leads us to the cross and carries us to the grave and then to the resurrection. Amen.